We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Joining me shortly is Chris Peterman. He covers the 49ers for the Sacramento Bee. And it is Monday afternoon. The first day of the legal tampering period is not probably over, but there's been some news and some moves, and we will talk about those things. Let's get into it. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. All right, Chris, I'm doing this from my garage. There's it's a hectic it's a hectic week. There's a lot going on. And I am unable to be in my house right now and I have to go to dinner. So and you have to cover the Kings. So I get to cover the Kings. You're right. I'm sorry. Let me (laughs) three, two and one. You have the honor and privilege of covering the Sacramento Kings. Thank you. Demonis Sabonis is Sacramento (laughs) Kings. And so we're just, we're doing this on the fly after, I don't want to say it wasn't, it was not a quiet first day of free agency, legal tampering, whatever you want to call it. Even for the 49ers who didn't do anything, but there were a ton of moves that have ripple effects that impact them directly and indirectly. So let's start with the one that affects them directly with Lake and Tomlinson signing a three-year deal uh, worth up to $40 million with the New York Jets. So now the 49ers have two holes on their offensive line that they need to fill. That's a tough loss. Yeah, so he gets $13.5 million a year, $40 million over three years with the Jets. And it's sort of, you know, I, I think a lot of people's first thought was, okay, this means, you know, they feel good about Aaron Banks. Um, the impression that I get is that they don't necessarily feel great about Aaron Banks. This is more just about finances, right? And the 49ers, right. as we're recording this, before they restructure any contracts and before they get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, which we're going to talk about, um, are $10 million in the red at the moment, both either in like real-time cap space, according to overthecap.com, and in effective cap space. 
per over the cap. So they're not in position to be spending $13 million a year on a guard. Right. And I think it makes sense if the, you're the 49ers and you want to pay Lake and Tomlinson nine, $10 million a year. Um, then that's, you know, that, that is more understandable and palatable from a team building perspective, but to pay Lake and Tomlinson, what he got on the open market from the jets on the very first day of the open negotiating window is, is just not prudent, no matter what the rest right. of the roster looks like, right? Like you would love to have a Pro Bowl left guard, um, particularly in front of Trey Lance, somebody who can play next to Trent Williams. But that's just not realistic in this case because the Jets were willing to pay more than the 49ers were willing to were willing to shell out. And so at yeah, a position like, they haven't prioritized super highly really at any point. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan's prioritized centers and tackles and then sort of filled the gaps at guard. And, and you remember, they got Lincoln Tomlinson, Tomlinson for a seventh-round pick. Um, yeah, right, right before him. the 2017 season started. Right. And so everybody now says, all right, Aaron Banks. Aaron Banks is up. He should be up. I mean, mm-hmm. this, this should be his job. He was a second-round pick last year, and he didn't get on the field at all um, as a rookie. But it's my understanding that Aaron Banks has a long way to go. Right. Like them allowing Lake and Tomlinson to hit the open market and ultimately go to the Jets is not a reflection of how they feel about Aaron Banks as much as it is. They just simply cannot afford to pay a guard thirteen and a half million dollars a year. So it's a big offseason for Aaron Banks. Right. He needs to prove to the team that he can start either left guard or right guard um, because you can make a case that Daniel Brunskill is probably the weak point of the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could upgrade that spot as well. But now you have a glaring opening at left guard. Um, and so you have Aaron Banks, you have Jalen Moore, you have Colton McKivitz. Um, you have options there, but do you feel great about any of those options, knowing that Aaron Donald's in your division right. and in the biggest playoff games you've had in the last three seasons, either the Super Bowl or the NFC Championship game, the interior of the 49ers offensive line has been a weakness and a key point um, in those games against Chris Jones and Aaron Donald. Right. So mm-hmm. it's a big loss for sure. Um, and they're eventually going to have to replace Alex Mack. It does sound like Alex Mack is going to come back, but we don't know that for certain yet. Uh, so it's a, it's a pretty sizable loss. Like you lose a, you lose yeah. a pro bowl guard. Like it's not, it's not nothing. It's not a huge deal, but it's, you know, it's, it's certainly given the way it- their roster shakes out right now. It's a pretty sizable loss. Yeah, it adds another thing to their offseason plate because if you're not going to re-sign Lake and Tomlinson, then you have to replace him. And whether that's a competition, because they have two guard spots to fill. They have Aaron Banks, Jalen Moore. Maybe they bring Daniel Brunskill back. Maybe they bring Tom Compton back. But is this instilling confidence in anybody with a first-year starting quarterback? It's not it's not for me. So I think they they have to prioritize now, whether that is in free agency or in the draft, trying to find somebody who they can plug in, who they know they feel good about plugging in this year. Because I think it's a little bit of a stretch to say you're going to find a good starting caliber guard between Banks and Moore and Brunskill if they bring them back. To find two out of that group, I don't. I don't think you feel very good about it. Yeah. And 
it should we should make it clear that um daniel brunskill is a restricted free agent i believe yes. exclusive right so he's more yes. he's more than likely coming back um so you know if they do want to start him they they certainly could but yeah it's it's just another area where like the 49ers have a lot of high-end talent right they're a top heavy roster similar similar to the rams but the difference being the rams have a quarterback on a massive contract once the 49ers move on from jimmy garoppolo they're no longer going to have that they'll have the luxury of trey lance on a rookie contract but the issue is Nick Bosa is going to be making top of the market money by the time the season starts. Same for Debo Samuel. You already have George Kittle, Trent Williams, and Fred Warner making top of the market money Mm -hmm. at their respective positions, which makes it more imperative for the front office to hit on players on the margins. And those Mm -hmm. margins right now are the interior of the offensive line, cornerback, you know, backup special team spots. Like you need to be good in those spots. You cannot have weaknesses if you're going to go to the Super Bowl. Um, and the 49ers have had weaknesses there. So they need they need to fortify that spot. You could argue right guard was already an area of concern. Well, now left guard is. So both guard spots are areas of concern. So we'll see how they do. Um, but this is a team that does have ammo in terms of draft picks to potentially fill those spots. But you're talking about young guys potentially either in you know second-year players in banks and more or rookies if they do go that route in the second, third, fourth rounds. So you mentioned two things there that I can, I, I want to go two different directions, but I'm going to go to the shorter of the two directions. You talked about Jimmy Garoppolo and getting his contract off the books. We'll put a pin in that. You talk about Debo Samuel making top of market money. That's the other free agency thing that happened today or on Monday that has an indirect impact on the 49ers is the Jags gave Christian Kirk $18 million a year, which... <laughs> is insane. That's an insane thing to do. That's too much money for Christian Kirk. He's an Man. okay player. He's a good little player. He's he's never had a thousand yard season. He's um, the third highest paid receiver in the league right now. Yeah. So that's insane. What really stood out to me and the Jags went on a spending spree today. They paid a linebacker who I've never heard of $15 million a year. Um, they, they spent $159 million today. Yeah. And what like, so I remember sitting in the media workroom in, in Levi's stadium and Trent Balky coming in and it was after free agency, sort of the first couple weeks came and went and Trent Balky was more or less explaining why the 49ers were not huge players in free agency, because you remember 2015, 2016, it was, you know, the 49ers were coming off bad seasons. Um, they had cap space and ultimately uh, a lot of fans wanted them to sign all of the top of the market guys, right? Right. Um, and Trent Balky typically didn't dur- during those times. And he would say, look, it's like buying a car um, when, you know, and as soon as you drive it off the lot, it depreciates in value. And there's a lot of logic to that, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, the Jets paying Lake and Tomlinson, as good as Lake and Tomlinson is, like that's kind of a thing you do when you're the New York Jets at this point, right? When you don't totally. have an answer, yeah. you're like, all right, I'm going to overpay for this guy. Bad teams typically overpay for free agents. And that's what Trent Balky's whole thesis was when he was explaining to the media about, you know, why they didn't make massive upgrades to the roster through free agency during those lean years. And now Trent Balky's the GM of the Jaguars and he's on a spending spree getting Christian Kirk for 18 and a half million. million you a don't, year. They're not a top of market player just because you paid them top of market money. Like it's, just because you paid Christian Kirk 
18 million a year doesn't mean he's all of a sudden going to be in the DeAndre Hopkins echelon. That's more than George Kittle and Fred Warner. That's just, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like two all pros. Um, so, but I mean, the, the reason why it's relevant to this conversation in this podcast is because Debo Samuel is going to get paid at some point this offseason. My guess is it won't be until July or right before training camp starts or whatever. And I don't know if he's going to hold in or how, whatever that's going to look like. But man, if Christian Kirk's getting eight and a half, 18 and a half million dollars a year, what's Debo Samuel going to get? 25? 50. <laughs> <laughs> like what's a, that's that's crazy i think it was i think uh i think niners nation tweeted quote tweeted the christian kirk contract and said based on this debo sam was going to get four years 567 million dollars that's a great joke yeah. and I, I yeah if you're debo samuel you were already probably sitting there like okay 20 is my my floor yes but now it's like 22 is probably your floor <laughs> If, if that's what Christian Kirk is making and Devonte Adams, like he's not, he's not going to play for the oh, franchise man. tag. Like what's he going to get? And of course that's probably going to impact Debo Samuel's market in some way. I'm, I'm expecting Debo Samuel's contract to come in at like four years. And if it's around a hundred million dollars with 50 million guaranteed, like that's, that's sort of what, what I'm expecting right now, because I mean, the, the Amari Cooper contract that he got from the Cowboys before the Cowboys dealt him to the Browns uh, feels like the appropriate range for Debo Samuel. But given that the cap's going to go up and given as time progresses, those contracts just get bigger, you know, four, four or five years, 20 million a pop feels like about right. So I'm thinking 22, 23 million a year for Debo. Yeah. I think I was I was thinking even before the Christian Kirk thing, like they might have to land at 25. They might. Like they really four and a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. We so need that to see was, the structure on that. Yeah. Well, the, the, the structure for Christian Kirk is out and I can pull it up right now if we really want to go through it. Um, I mean, he's so his his cap hit. He's 26 or, or he'll be 26 this year. His cap hit this year is seven and a half, which is about what I think Christian Kirk should make Christian Kirk's cap hits in 2023 through 2025, 21 and a half million, 20 and a half million and 22 and a half million. And there's no cap savings until 2024. So, and even then there's 15 million in dead cap money they would need to take to get rid of him. So it's just, it is, a wild, wild decision the Jaguars made to cash Christian Kirk out like that. Who, by the way, the 49ers passed on to take Dante Pettis. I don't get, dude, I get like, okay, this isn't, this isn't a like, oh, what a dumb team. Like I genuinely don't. And then they just, uh, just now as we're, as we're podcasting, they gave Zay Jones, former Raiders receiver, three years with 24 million and it could be up to 30 like for Zay, i don't know man and that's the the crazy thing about it too is receiver is probably the deepest position in the league right now yes and has been the deepest position in a lot of draft classes recently and there figure to be a lot of good receivers in this year's class as well so yeah. to go out and pay 20 million dollars a year for christian kirk from 2023 to 2025 
is just mind blowing, particularly given what the cornerback market's looking like these this year. So yeah, I, Debo Samuel's going to it. cash out more than I think he we initially should. anticipated. Oh, it, and he, he yeah, should. He definitely should. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Um, can we talk about the quarterbacks now? Yeah, let's, 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 get, into, let's get into this. So I, you asked, and if you had... I would have bet so much money that we did a Carson Wentz pod. But the more I think about it, the more I'm not certain we did. I honestly, so last week I had a week. Um, you did. Away from the podcast. But uh, I didn't pod with you on Thursday. I don't even remember when the, Car- the Carson Wentz trade happened, but I'm pretty sure we did not talk about it. Or maybe we did. I don't know. Either way, Tom Brady came back Sunday night. Nuts. Um, Mitch Trubisky got signed by the Pittsburgh Steelers on purpose. They um, signed him. They went, we want that guy. Yes. To potentially be the bridge quarterback or compete for the starting job or what have you. Um, Deshaun Watson, his criminal case got dismissed, or I guess there, there are not going to be criminal charges brought to him after his grand jury hearing on Friday. Um, which doesn't necessarily mean he's out of the woods by any means. He could be still still 22 civil cases against him. still 22 civil cases against him. What's going to happen now is he's going to testify in court after he previously declined to, um, but more pertinent to the football conversation. And I don't want to dismiss anything that's happening. Um, and you know, the victims grievances and, and all of those things, those are all very real, but in the context of the Jimmy Garoppolo conversation, it's worth pointing out that it's been reported, um, I think it was Adam Schefter who had it first, that the Colts are not going to be a destination for Deshaun Watson. Um, it was reported by John McClain, um, who covers, who's basically an institution covering the Texans, who said that the Seahawks are not an option for Deshaun Watson. He's not going to go there. He declined to, I guess, meet with them. Um, so that, and all signs are pointing to Carolina, I think is as probably the most active team 
um, in terms of interest in Deshaun Watson. And there potentially could be others, um, which is a roundabout way of coming. We mentioned the context of all these quarterback dominoes and how they're falling, that the Colts seem to make the most sense for Jimmy Garoppolo. Yep. Now, we're less than 48 hours away from the start of the new league year on Wednesday afternoon, um, which is when all these trades can become official and which is also when the 49ers need to be in compliance with the salary cap. So they need to be at, what, $208 million um, mm-hmm. or under with their top 51 contracts. Uh, they currently are not, and they need to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo either through a trade or cutting him if they trade him all 25 and a half million of his dollars come off their books. If they release him, he has a seven and a half million dollar guarantee, meaning 18 and a half million dollars or $18 million in savings. If they just cut him, um, because he's not going to be able to pass physical because of his recent shoulder surgery from last week. So if you're the Colts and I want, I'm going to ask you, you pretend you're Chris Ballard. If you're the Colts and you traded away Carson Wentz, and you're looking at the landscape of the league and you realize that, hey, there isn't a super robust market for Jimmy Garoppolo right now. Do you trade the 49ers anything for Jimmy Garoppolo, knowing that he basically has to be released on Wednesday? Or do you risk saying, all right, we're not going to give you anything for Jimmy Garoppolo. We're going to wait until you cut him when then Jimmy Garoppolo could either go to any other team willing to trade for him or Jimmy Garoppolo could decide to sign anywhere he wants as a free agent. If you're the Colts, are you sitting tight and saying, and daring the 49ers to, uh, you know, are you calling their bluff saying they have other options or whatever the case may be? Or do you just wait for Jimmy to get cut? Yeah, that's, that's been my, my biggest question is like, all right, Teddy Bridgewater's gone. Um, the the Marcus Mariota domino is still out there. I think he's a player who could legitimately get a get a shot as a starting quarterback. So yeah, I if you're the Colts and you say, hey, a fifth is our ceiling, we'll give you a fifth, and the Niners say, no thanks. I don't know if there's a ton of incentive to go above that, unless I'm Chris Ballard. I look at Jimmy Garoppolo, and I say that's the only available quarterback that I think can get us to the playoffs. I don't think Marcus Mariota can do it. I don't think any other free agent can do it. And I certainly don't think a draft pick is going to do it. Then, yeah, I think I think you figure out what your ceiling is and you make that offer. And if the Niners are, if, if, this, if their ceiling is a three and the Niners say we're not doing it for less than a two, then, oh, okay, like, so be it then. They're and not, I think then you gamble. Yeah, I don't think but, the Niners, I, I think the days of the Niners getting a, even third round pick. I think those yeah, days I, sailed that, as soon as it came out that Garoppolo was having surgery. If I'm, if I'm Chris Ballard right now, I call the 49ers and I say, here's a fifth round pick. And if they, and then, and then if they say no, you figure out what happens. But I mean, is, is Jimmy Garoppolo that highly valued for a team like the Colts? I mean, they're a really good team they're a good quarterback away and he fits that threshold. I think, I think the market has spoken pretty substantially over the last few days in terms of where Jimmy Garoppolo is valued around the league right now. The Mitchell Trubisky thing is tough. The Steelers decided that 
we would rather give up nothing in a trade, sign Mitchell Trubisky to a two-year deal, presumably, I don't know, 20 million bucks, something like that. It can't be very much. It can't be very much for, in terms of, you know, starting quarterback money. So they decided to do that instead of go acquire a quarterback who's been to NFC championship games in two of the last three years. And how much, how much do you think his shoulder surgery had to do with that? Like a fully healthy Jimmy Garoppolo, do you think he gets moved? I think uh, the 49ers, yeah, I think if Jimmy Garoppolo had not had surgery and was recovering this offseason and able to participate in the offseason program, I think they could have gotten more or less what the Colts got for wins. Just two-thirds and a pick swap. Or like right. a third and a that. fifth or something, you know, something like that. So the fact that Washington decided that Wentz was a better option and Pittsburgh decided that Trubisky was a better option. I mean, to me, it has to be, there's no way because the, the, the Steelers and, and, and Washington didn't just watch the playoffs and go, all right, that's not the guy. Like they watched tape and I don't know how they, at least, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not sitting or grinding Colts tape, but, Based on what I did see of Carson Wentz last year, I don't know how you go in, in in a vacuum with those two players. You go, oh yeah, Carson Wentz is the guy we're gambling on. I just, unless yeah. you're unless you're not confident in Jimmy Garoppolo's surgically repaired throwing shoulder, which case uh, it's like okay, now you're now you'll bet on Wentz. I saw Charles Robinson reply to somebody who asked him a question on Twitter about Garoppolo, and he said he thinks teams are waiting to see. The medical situation on Garoppolo. Interesting. Which I think means that we're we could be headed towards just the 49ers straight up releasing him because they just need the cap space. Um and maybe they can get under the cap threshold with their restructures. I think they could clear something like I don't know, four ten to fifteen million dollars, depending mm-hmm. on all the restructures they can make. But you know, if they're 10 in the red right now, then they could do that, but then they're they're still they're handcuffed. They're handcuffed because they're not really able to sign anybody and able to really give any guarantees, substantial guarantees up front. You can finagle, you know, cap space and push stuff down the road as much as you want. But <laughs> the amount of people I saw today on the internet and that I heard on various talk shows say, well, now we're just looking more and more like the Niners are just going to keep him. They're not going to keep And him. boy, that just, it's like, nope. <laughs> I don't think it does. I don't think that that's what that means at all. I don't think they're going to keep him. I think if they could have gotten anything for him at this point, they would have. But I think the market's speaking pretty clearly about how they feel about his injured shoulder. Yep. I'm uh, I'm with you. Tom Palacero did say this morning, this is before everything started. He did say that he, he thought that a two would be on the table. I think the 49ers and would just, love for a two to be on the table. I, I don't think totally agree. It wouldn't surprise me if that came from the 49ers. Like, yeah, we have a tool. We have an offer. If a team was offering a second round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo right now, the trade would be done. That trade would have happened in February. Yeah. I think if a two was on yes. the table. I totally agree. To give up a two to get Garoppolo, to have him for five years, four years, and or four and a half years, whatever it was, go to have two deep playoff runs with him, you'd get a two back and sprint to the Yes. Back. Yes. Absolutely. I don't think compensation is the issue. I think the 49ers would take anything to get Jimmy Garoppolo off their books. 
Plus, if if they trade him, they clear 25 and a half instead of just 18 and a half. Right. So anyway. All right. We both got to run. Yep. We'll get go, out of here. Got to go we'll, watch we'll, the Kings of Sacramento play some, play some I'm shooty I'm sure hoops. you can't wait. We will yeah. pod. We will drop another podcast. You're probably listening to this Tuesday. Uh, we will drop another podcast that comes out Wednesday after Tuesday's action. And we will uh, we will just kind of assess where the 49ers are at heading into uh, the start of the new league year on Wednesday at one o'clock Pacific time. So stay subscribed. We'll keep you up to date. Uh, rate, review, do all that. And make sure you check us out. We'll have all the latest 49ers free agency news and breakdowns for you right here on Candlestick Chronicles. Thanks for listening, guys. Real quick. Do you have any plans this weekend? Oh. No, you want to golf? <laughs> yeah, that was a segue for you to brag, but fine. No, I'm getting married on Saturday. Oh, you're getting. I was going to brag Saturday. later in the week about that. Got it. Okay. And how we weren't going to podcast sure. these days because we were a little busy and right. Gotcha. All it's right. Fine. So we'll just yeah, we'll do that later. Uh, live live pod from the reception. Oh, dude, green room or what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you guys. All right. Later. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.